G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might have been hearing a lot about developments in China, challenges for Christians in China with a crackdown on religious symbols and house churches, even the recent demonstrations on the streets of Hong Kong. And they have a distinctive Christian feel to them, with reports that the song Sing Hallelujah to the Lord has become something of an anthem. You may be amazed, as I am, when on any given Sunday there are probably more people in church in China than the whole population of Australia. In fact, the highest level, and I guess you would say unofficial, Estimates are that there could be as many as 100 million Christian believers in China. With that many, it might prompt the question, how does every person in China that wants a Bible have access to one? Well, Greg Clark is the outgoing CEO at the Bible Society Australia, and they're looking to ensure that printing presses are running hot to meet demand in China. Greg Clark, a special welcome back to 2020. Hi, Neil. Great to talk to you again. Greg, you've had a team that's fresh back from China. They've brought fresh updates on how things are going. If we're getting a focus today on the Bible, uh, is this a crisis issue we're talking about here with the number of Bibles that are being printed? Uh, What's the overall big need? I'd say, Neil, the time is now for supporting Bible Mission in China. Um, We certainly have a wonderful ministry there through the Amity Press in Nanjing, which I know many of your listeners have supported and heard about over the years. For the past uh, 30 or so years, it's been pumping out Bibles that are uh, made available officially in China through the official pathways, and our relationship in in the Bible Society world is with the official church, um, and also exported to the world. I mean, the Bibles that you and I read, uh, if you look inside the front cover, they're often made in China at, at the Amity Press. So it's been a wonderful ministry, but it's also true, as you said in your introduction there, that uh, things are getting harder in China at the moment. Um, Authorities are sort of tightening up the regulations around what churches can do and uh, how Bibles are distributed, how many can be printed and so forth. I don't believe that we're in a crisis where it's all about to stop, but you never know in China. Things can happen and change very quickly. Um, at the moment, we have this wonderful opportunity to keep supplying the Scriptures to the growing church, the rapidly expanding church as the Spirit moves in the people of China. And um, they are really uh, hampered in the growth of the church if they don't have the Scriptures. I think some of these um, uh, pastors, in the, especially in the rural communities, they're people who've come out of farming or out of labouring, they are convicted of the gospel and they want to lead the church. They've got leadership skills, but they're never going to be able to go to three or four years of Bible college training to get themselves ready to do that. And so providing things like a study Bible for them is a brilliant way of supporting their growth in their Christian knowledge while they're being thrown into leading a, a new church community, I guess, in the way that uh, a lot of the uh, 
early as Christians were, who are suddenly thrown into supporting these these new communities of believers. So I think the time's now, Neil, and I really appreciate the support of all your listeners. Well, Greg, what a powerful point to make, to know that the sorts of Bibles that you've been producing for China uh, through the Amity Printing Press uh, are study Bibles, because when you talk about uh, the number of people coming to faith, and as I understand it, estimates up to a million people a year coming to faith, then having a study Bible just creates so many opportunities uh, because there's less need for the sorts of development that we might ordinarily think of when we, when we come to uh, to education. So that's a powerful point. Yes, if you think in, in the whole of China, there are less than 30 seminaries that can train church leaders. And we have more than that in Australia easily. Uh, you think we've got so many people that need to be trained, so many people that need to understand the scriptures. Um, we need to produce as many resources as we can for them, everything from simple Bibles for people who are just learning to read. And that's one of our, um, our kind of incredible programs as well is the literacy work in China where we teach people to read using Bible-based resources. So you need those, but you also need resources to train the leaders of the Chinese Church of Tomorrow. And um, it's so exciting to go to some of these seminaries and see the, the kind of people that God is providing to lead the church. Um, they, you know, These are the rare ones who've been able to take time out, be supported, do their training, um, but they then will go back to communities where you've got what we would call, I guess, Bible study group leaders or um, cell group leaders, those sort of people, who might end up having several thousand people that they have a pastor for in these wonderful growing communities. So, um, yeah, the Lord is definitely doing something amazing in China, and uh, we're just trying to keep up and uh, share some of the wealth of the West, the wealth of the Christian world, with where the Spirit is moving. Now, cost per Bible, this is a very important point here, and I'll ask you about your appeal uh, towards the end of our conversation so that listeners can respond. Uh, But a good moment here, Greg, to talk about how much it costs per Bible, because uh, just the paper alone, uh, it's significant, and uh, getting those Bibles through the printing press and, and then into the hands of the people, what sort of cost are we looking at here? Yes, it's different according to what sort of Bible you're using, but a good rule of thumb for a Bible is that around about $10 gets a Bible from translation to printing to distribution, and often that distribution is to a remote area. So you can make a big difference with just $10 in uh, providing Bibles for uh, for China. A man, uh, I was just at an event uh, this afternoon, actually, and um, a man put an envelope in my hand and he'd read our appeals and uh, in our appeal information we talk about buying a roll of paper that can be used to print Bibles at the MD printing press and the money he gave me for this roll of paper is going to produce 860 Bibles and that was about $1,700 he put in my hand at that point in time so you can see you can make a huge difference to the church in China that one man's gift is going to provide 860 people with a, a copy of God's Word. And often they are new believers. They're coming to have the Scriptures for the first time. So it's it's revolutionary stuff. And we who are blessed in the West and able to, to share and provide, um, we're the ones who get to help make it possible.
We've been hearing noises, Greg, and whether you can comment here, but this idea that uh, there's even some moves uh, to alter the content of the Bible to reflect communist ideas. I wonder whether you've got any thoughts or did you hear any feedback from the team that came back from China about those sorts of rumours we've been hearing about the Communist Party's moves to, in this sense, crack down on Christianity? Yes, we're very careful about the Bibles that we provide. We only support Bibles where they've been properly translated and they truly are the Word of God and um, we, we take great pains to oversee that. What I think people are hearing about now is the desire of the Chinese government to make sure China remains Chinese. And so in every area of life in China, there's a push for what they call Sinicization, which just means to be Chinese. And this also applies to religion. So there is a um, some discussion with church leaders. Uh, how can you make sure the church is Chinese? Now, at one level, this is exactly what happened in the, in the Christian church in England, for example, the Church of England, you know, the Church of Ireland. Uh, where the, the country and the religion are kind of blended together in a cultural way. That's fine. If it tips over into a pressure on changing what the Bible teaches in order to not offend the government, well, we'd have a real problem with that. I'm not seeing that happen at the moment, and I haven't seen any examples of where the Bible has been twisted like that, but I guess it would be possible if pressure were continually applied that that could happen. But at the moment, we've still got this great opportunity to present the whole Word of God, printed professionally, translated properly, checked properly, and provided to the people. And to be honest, the government wants that to take place. They want the whole of Scripture to be taught, because they they want proper Christianity to be practiced in their country. Not cults, not sects, but proper Christianity that is drawn from the Bible. So we'll keep our eye on that. We are supportive of the idea that Chinese Christians should have a Chinese church. It should be very much an indigenous church with Chinese leadership and Chinese people making the decisions about what they do. But we'll just keep our eye on how the pressure is being applied um, at governmental levels and see if there's any issue there. And of course, the Bible Society would would not be supportive of uh, manipulating the Word of God. We're very careful about that. Greg, the sheer numbers, the volume of Christian believers, and there is a shortfall in the availability of Bibles. The idea of keeping the Amity printing presses uh, running and uh, enabled to pump out something like three million Bibles in a year, as far as I can understand... What about the passion that the people have for the Bible? Sometimes we might think of a contrast, the way many Aussies treat the Bible as being unimportant. What have you heard from your team that's come back from China, from the things that you've been passionate about over the years, about the longing that there is in the hearts of the Chinese for having their own copy of the Scriptures? Yes, well, some of us, we've been sort of blessed to have the Bible our whole lives long to have grown up in Christian families, to have never known a time when we didn't have the Bible. I'm in that category. Um, But others here in Australia, we know what it's like to come to faith, to sort of discover Scripture for the first time, and just how precious the Word of God is, the revelation of the truth. Um, That's the experience that people are having in China, where they have not known anything of Jesus Christ, and it's been revealed to them that you can find out about Jesus in the Bible. So they are hungry for that. They are they feel that the Word of God is going to have answers for them in their lives. They know it's true, and they want it, and they're hungry for it. So it's always a privilege to go to China 
and hand out Bibles, which we do often to poor communities, and just see the the, the delight and the thrill in people's eyes as they receive a Bible for themselves. Um, you know, in a country where that sense of ownership is something that's not not commonly uh, um, appreciated in the culture, to have your own Bible is really something, and um, people treasure it. Our team always comes back uh, with one particular kind of story where they've had an older person who's had an old Bible with the pages just tatty for overuse, and they always ask before they receive a new one, are you sure everyone's going to get a Bible here? And they're always just being so humble to make sure that they they need a new Bible, but they don't want to take the place of someone who might be receiving it for the first time. And that's always such a moving experience and so humbling for those of us here who might have 10, 10 Bibles sitting on the shelf that you know, we can choose between on a daily basis. So it's that kind of you know, hunger for the Word of God that we keep experiencing. And um, I tell you, it, it really has strengthened my faith just to see the the, the level of trust and desire that we'll have for God over there. It is humbling, isn't it, to recognise that sort of passion for the Bible. And I know that there are all sorts of versions, uh, all sorts of uh, minor languages. Uh, there's the Mandarin version. There's even a Braille version of the Bible. These are all coming out of the Amity Press. Uh, this appeal that you've got going right now, Greg Clark, uh, when we talked about the cost of the Bible and uh, that particular gentleman who gave a $1,700 donation, something like 800-odd Bibles in that, uh, no doubt you'd like a few more friends here, a few more donations. I'm sure at any level is acceptable. You'd like some small donations. You'd like some big ones too. Uh, how have things been going with the appeal so far and, uh, and what's your encouragement to people to give it's going very well and thank you to everyone who's been supporting us um, people are so generous and and uh, i think christian people really see the need and the opportunity in a place like china where you know, we need to do it now to ensure that even if things change that the word of god is there in people's hands and hearts um yeah we we uh, in our appeal we suggest three particular amounts of money you could give ten dollars will produce a bible from translation all the way through distribution but if you give us $40 towards China, that'll pay for the paper that will serve about 20 Bibles. So you can, you can be sure to provide paper for about 20 Bibles just with a $40 donation. $80 gets you enough to sub- subsidize 40 Bibles into China, and 120 gives you 60 So I don't know what your list of circumstances are, but they're, they're the sorts of levels of donation that really make a huge difference. Um, of course, if you're someone who's got a heart for China and you've got more money than that and you'd like to talk about it, please give us a call at the Bible Society and we can tell you how we can use your resources in this time um, where we still have the, the doors open and the opportunity there to really make a difference for the church in China. And I'm sure there's a link on the Bible Society website when you go to biblesociety.org.au. That's biblesociety.org.au Greg Clark the outgoing CEO at the Bible Society Australia thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020 thanks for your support Neil and God bless to all your listeners before you go thanks for listening there's lots more great audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au and remember vision is listener supported Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.